Hello and welcome to another brand new episode of Yashoda Health Podcast, brought to you by Yashoda Hospitals. I'm your host, Dr. Lakshmi, and our topic for the day is Head and Neck Cancer, Understanding Symptoms and Treatment. In this episode, we'll talk in depth about the complex world of head and neck cancer, shedding lights on its various aspects, advancements in treatment, and the importance of early detection. Dr. Shashikan Janagarla, Senior Consultant ENT Head and Neck Surgeon from Yashoda Hospitals, Hyderabad, will join us for this episode to provide expert advice on this topic. So let's get started. Welcome to the program, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So, Doctor, how does head and neck cancer typically present and what are some of the most common symptoms that patients may experience? Head and neck cancers are very common in India. One out of every three cancers or four cancers in India is head and neck cancers. So, the most common symptoms the head and neck cancers present with uh, are common symptoms like ulcer, change of voice, hoarseness of voice, difficulty swallowing, difficulty breathing, or a lump in the anywhere in the head and neck region. Usually, these symptoms are common, so patients tend to ignore. Uh, most of them are not cancers, but any any of these symptoms that last more than two weeks definitely have to be investigated further and cancer has to be ruled out. So could you explain the various treatment options available for head and neck cancer and how are they determined and what factors influence the choice of treatment? So head and neck cancers are complex tumors like any other tumor in the body. So there are multiple modalities of treatment. Usually patients... Uh, uh, are offered one or combination of these modalities. The three common modalities of treatments are surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy. So the, which modality the patient gets is determined based on the stage that the patient presents in. Usual rule of head and neck is that, uh, again, there are exceptions to this, but the usual rule is that if they present in early stage tumors, for most of the head and neck cancers, uh, patient presenting with head and neck uh, early tumors like T1 and T2, it is usually surgery. For patients presenting with advanced tumors, T3, T4 tumors, and tumors spreading into the neck, it is usually surgery followed by radiation or chemoradiation. Again, there are exceptions to this rule. Like, for example, if you get a tumor in the nasopharynx, even T1 and T2 right away get radiation. Uh, there are other exceptions like uh, thyroid, where every stage, T1, T2, T3, T4, work, get surgery as the only modality of treatment. But in general, the rule is that T1 and T2 early stage tumors get surgery, late stage tumors get a combination of a surgery followed by radiation or surgery followed by chemoradiation. So what are some of the recent advancements in the field of head and neck cancer treatment and are there any promising new therapies or approaches that patients should be aware of? Yeah, there are recent advances in every treatment modality of uh, uh, head and neck cancers uh, when it comes to surgery. Uh, now the concept of surgery has changed from ablative surgery to reconstructive surgery. So previously the focus was to remove the cancer out of the body and little attention was played uh, to the uh, shape, form and function of the removed organ. That was like around 30 years back. Now the goal of head neck cancer surgery is not just to remove the tumor but restore the form, function and aesthetics to as near as normal. For example, if you remove a patient's voice box by laryngectomy, we tend to put a voice prosthesis and rehabilitate the patient so that they can talk properly. Similarly, for example, we remove the tongue of a patient during a cancer treatment. Uh, we try to replace the tongue with other tissues like a free flap or other flap and make the patient eat and talk and speak normally as close to normal as possible. So the goals uh, with modern surgery have shifted from just... Uh, ablative to ablation plus appropriate reconstruction. 
Uh, this is the surgical. And there are various uh, new surgical advances uh, to achieve this goal. We now pre frequently perform minimally invasive surgeries. For example, if you have a nasal tumor, so previously we used to open the skull and we used to do that. Now we can do endoscopic uh, resections, uh, which are image-guided, and we have 4K technology where we can clearly see the uh, tumor that we are resecting. Similarly, we have robotic surgeries for uh, head and neck cancers, uh, for example, tongue base. Previously, we couldn't operate on tongue base because uh, we couldn't reach there. We had to open the mandible. Now we can reach the tongue base using the four arms of a robot and resect the tumor without uh, any morbidity. The patient can be discharged on day three at day four. Uh, we have similar technology like nerve monitoring in thyroid surgeries where you can preserve the voice more efficiently. So this is regarding the advances in surgery. Similarly, there are advances in chemotherapy. For example, now there are biological agents which are targeted agents for patients uh, mainly who have recurrent head neck cancers who are not amenable to therapy. There are, and there are biological MAB agents uh, like uh, cetuximab and pembrolizumab uh, which uh, uh, counter the tumor uh, in a targeted way. So these are the advances in chemotherapy. Uh, uh, medical oncology side and coming to radiation oncology now the field of radiation oncology has also seen tremendous advancement for example here in Ashoda we have MR Linac which delivers uh, a, a targeted uh, uh, radiation to the body and which is very important in head and neck see the goal of head neck radiation is to treat the tumor without including the side by organs we have a lot of important organs in head and neck like uh, uh, the swallowing organs the parotids so to sparing those and giving radiation only to the tumor is very critical in the head and neck. And advances like MR Linac do it very efficiently. So these are the, some of the latest advances in each field of treatment. Yeah, undoubtedly. And that's pretty impressive. And um, it's only with breakthrough technology, I think we've come this far. So can we discuss the importance of early detection and diagnosis of head and neck cancer? And what are the recommended screening methods and how can individuals identify some potential warning signs? Like any cancer in the body, head neck cancer is not an exception. Uh, early detection leads to better cure rates. Uh, so finding out a tumor early and starting the treatment early uh, has a lot of uh, implications to the patients and their families. So uh, there are no screening tests for head neck. Like a layman cannot go into a hospital and ask for a head neck cancer screening. There are no methods to reject it. The only way the public can be vigilant is identifying the symptoms of head neck cancer that uh, need to be kept in mind. Like as I mentioned previously, you need to know that an ulcer that is not healing, uh, a change of voice, a hoarseness of voice, uh, breathing difficulty, trouble swallowing, uh, a lump in the throat, a lump in the neck, any swelling in the thyroid region, that doesn't go away. So all these symptoms need to be kept vigilant and a primary care physician has to be consultant. And from there, they will refer to the head neck uh, surgeon if they need that further investigations like biopsy have to be done. So are there any lifestyle modifications or preventive measures that individuals can adopt to, to reduce their risk of developing head and neck cancer, doctor? Uh, yeah, the patients can reduce the incidence of uh, head and neck cancer by modifying their risky life factors. What are the risky life factors in head and neck is main thing I would tell all the patients is consumption of tobacco. That's the number one cause of uh, all cancers in the body, but oral tobacco is more common in head and neck cancers like pan, gutka. Gutka is one of the important uh, risk factors in India. Altering your lifestyles wherein consumption of tobacco is reduced, reducing in smoking and alcohol definitely will uh, in reduce the incidence of uh, head and neck cancers in the future. So what are some of the common misconceptions or myths surrounding head and neck cancer that you come across mostly? Uh, that's a good question. 
Uh, patients come with a lot of apprehensions uh, once they're diagnosed with cancer, which is natural for any cancer in the body. But regarding head and neck cancer, they have a unique uh, misconceptions and unique apprehensions. Like patients come with head and neck cancer and whenever we tell them you need a surgery, they're uh, dumbfounded and they're astonished and they're, they're worried. They, they think that head and neck cancer, will they, we cut open the face and uh, we make them like a zombie. So, which was true previously to accept, like 30 years back, resection was the only focus, cutting out the involved organ and uh, treating the patient was the only form. Now, the focus has shifted from that, as I told previously. Uh, not only is the resection more important, restoring the form, function and aesthetics to the near normal uh, condition is the important goal. So, no surgery in head and neck now we carry out where we just remove the tumor and don't reconstruct. So reconstruction and rehabilitation of both the speech, swallowing is extremely important and, and the voice of course is extremely important. So the misconception that head and neck cancer you are done, you will have a lot of morbidity is wrong. There are new minimal invasive techniques, for example thyroid, we don't cut open the entire neck, we do it in a 4 centimeter or 3 centimeter uh, incision, patient go home or next day. We monitor the nerves, so the risk of hypothyroidism and uh, recurrent palsy are less. Even in nasal tumors, for example, we don't do open surgeries now, we do an endoscopic surgery. Uh, Tongue-based, we use robots, so there are a lot of minimally invasive things. Not only that, minimally invasive, we also focus on reconstruction. So I think this is the common misconception when it comes to the treatment of head neck cancers. So thank you, doctor, and thank you all for listening, and stay tuned for more episodes from Ashoda Hospital. Thank you.